June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. America remembers. 9-11, 20 years later. The tributes. Live, love, New York. The memories. My mom woke up and saw her face all over the news. And the unsung heroes of 9-11. The dogs. And how a nation in mourning learned to laugh again. Can we be funny? Why start now? <laughs> then, no vaccine for me. It's just heartbreaking. The ESPN reporter steps down. Why she says she's refusing to get a vaccination shot. And the American tourist found dead at a foreign hotel. Now his widow speaks out. Just couldn't make sense of it. Was he murdered on vacation? The pieces of the puzzle don't add up. What she's telling Dr. Phil, then... Please leave us alone. Bikini beach confrontation. You're flaunting your stuff. I'm not flaunting anything. Don't look at me. And destroyed by fire. One year later... Rachel Ray's home, rising from the ashes. It has been a roller coaster ride. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. 20 years may have passed, but the pain and horror of 9-11 still weighs heavy on the hearts of Americans. On Saturday, millions will stop to remember one of the darkest days in our nation's history. Stephen Fabian begins our coverage. Across the airwaves today, touching tributes to those lost on 9-11. Live, love, New York. 20 years later, the memory of that fateful morning still so vivid. We got on our knees and we prayed. Mm, yeah. That's exactly, I remember it like it was yesterday. The iconic image of Marcy Borders, the dust lady, came to symbolize the tragedy of that day. She ran for her life when the World Trade Center collapsed. My mom woke up and saw her face all over the news, all over uh, newspapers. Marcy's daughter, Noelle, was eight years old on 9-11. Her mom died in 2014 after a lifetime of struggling to come to terms with what happened that day. It made her very afraid. At one point, she didn't want to go outside. She never returned back to the city. For the first time, a new museum exhibit is paying tribute to the unsung heroes of 9-11, the search and rescue dogs who combed through the rubble. The dogs did unbelievable. They, they did not stop. Retired FDNY Captain Steve Smaldon and his dog Hanson spent 150 days on the pile searching for survivors. Every time we showed up there, you know, as soon as you looked at Kyle go, he was going, he was searching. And the children, known as the babies of 9-11, born after their fathers were killed when the towers came down, are reuniting in an ABC special. Diane Sawyer introduced those little ones to America in 2001, posing for this memorable photograph. We spoke to Claudia Zorkowski. That's Claudio in the photo when she was just four months old. It's so confusing and so difficult for me to mourn the loss of somebody that I never met. Um, 
but it just it gets harder every single year. Tomorrow, the loved ones of those who were killed will gather here at the 9-11 Memorial to read their names out loud. Names like James M. Gartenberg, Patricia Ann Puma, and so many more. Officials assured Americans that they are ready for anything. Massive resources will be deployed to protect all New Yorkers and our visitors. And we are watching constantly. And as we honor the memory of those who died, we can also look back at a time when America came together, a nation united as one. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people, and the people who knocked these buildings down will hear all of us soon. So different from the divisions that we face today. Boy, do I wish that we could be reminded um, of the courage and the resilience and the tenacity and the unity that we all experienced 20 years ago. Later in the broadcast, we'll have more on the 20th anniversary of the September 11th attacks, including how America came back from the sorrow. Now the ESPN reporter who's quitting her job rather than get the COVID vaccine, something required by the network. She says she's avoiding the vaccine because she's trying to have a second child, even though health officials say the vaccine is safe for pregnant women. Here with former Miami offensive lineman. This high-profile ESPN reporter says she's stepping away from her job rather than take the COVID vaccine. Allison Williams says she's foregoing the vaccine because she's trying to get pregnant. While my work is incredibly important to me, the most important role I have is as a mother. Throughout our family planning with our doctor as well as fertility specialist, I have decided not to receive the COVID-19 vaccine, she tweeted. But her controversial decision is raising eyebrows. Researchers warn that pregnant women with COVID are 15 times more likely to die and 14 times more likely to require intubation than those without COVID. Good evening. Last night, President Biden used the full force of his office to pressure 80 million Americans who are eligible but have yet to get vaccinated. You've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin and your refusal has cost all of us. Fox News personalities immediately went on the attack. Joe, you canceled all medical freedom today with your broad edict. It's a declaration of war against nearly 80 million Americans. But these brothers from San Diego have another message for all Americans. They just lost their unvaccinated dad to COVID. 58-year-old Ruben Huerta was on vacation, ziplining in Yellowstone just two months ago, happy and healthy. He was stricken a week later. When he was here, we did try to advise him, Dad, just get the vaccine. And he, he insisted, Michal, I'm good. I'll be fine without it. He was very against it. Um, he thought we were fools to even get the vaccine. Out west, the Los Angeles Unified School Board just voted unanimously to require that all students aged 12 and over be vaccinated. That is the nation's second largest school district. Other news today, officials said it was an accident, but there are still a lot of questions about how a firefighter celebrating his 10th wedding anniversary in Mexico ended up dead, stuck in a resort window. Now his widow is speaking with Dr. Phil about what she thinks happened. The wife of the American tourist found dead in Mexico during a wedding anniversary vacation is speaking out for the first time. I didn't want to believe it. I wanted to think it was somebody else. Jamie Snow and her 35-year-old husband Elijah checked into this luxury resort in Cancun to celebrate their 10th anniversary. 
That night, the couple had dinner and drinks at the hotel. Jamie went to bed while Elijah stayed up for a nightcap. When she woke up, he was missing. Later that morning, the body of the firefighter from Texas was discovered wedged inside this tiny window at the hotel next door. Jamie is now speaking so, exclusively with Dr. I Phil about that, that fateful day. Just... Take me through the moment that it hit you that Elijah was dead. At the police station, I was still just in disbelief. It didn't really hit me until they took me back to the hotel. And I was in the hotel room by myself waiting to go and identify his body later. In August, Lisa Guerrero went to Cancun to investigate the mysterious death. From the beach, the only way there is down this narrow path. He'd have to scale these rocks, then climb down to the window. Or he could have walked through the Sunset Resort's front entrance. Behind that plank of wood, that is the window, the small window where his body was discovered. And frankly, it seems almost impossible to imagine that he would somehow find his way back here after a night of drinking at the bar next door. She 100% believes there was and is a cover up. What does Jamie think happened to her husband? Does she have a theory? She does believe that he was murdered. She thinks that he may have been mugged and murdered, that maybe he was out walking and somebody jumped him. The widow tells Dr. Phil that local police informed her there was no video showing how her husband ended up in the window, despite a number of surveillance cameras. They're not letting this go. They are going to do everything they can to find out what happened to this very fine man. Full interview airs Monday on Dr. Phil's season premiere. A day at the beach was anything but relaxing for this group of teens. While they were sunbathing, they were confronted by a man who told them to cover up. Well, they later called him out on social media, and he lost his job. He's being called the male Karen. Why do you dress this way? Accused of harassing these 18-year-old teens on a beach for wearing bikinis, he says were too revealing. I'm at the beach in hey, my bathing hey, suit. Yep, that's, that's a thong and that's a bra. It happened in Fort Collins, Colorado. One teen started recording on her phone. Please go away. You're flaunting your stuff. I'm not flaunting anything. Don't look at me. How are you? You look around and, and you're the only thing that sticks out because your whole body okay, is well, why? He even calls their bikinis pornography. Take young sir. eyes into consideration. They don't need to see pornography. Boy, did he mess with the wrong teens. I'm the one who filmed the video. They took to TikTok to reveal his identity. We found a person. The man of the hour. And his TikTok will be tagged. Mr. Logan. Hello. His name is Logan Dorn, and he posted a video of his own. What they were wearing was not okay for a nine-year-old nine-year-old's eyes or a six-year-old boy's eyes. None um, of them are thong-style bikinis, which even if they were, it, it would, would not, not matter. matter. After the video went viral, Dorn was fired. The construction company where he worked said an investigation led to his immediate termination. Please just leave us alone. <laughs> In a statement, the construction company defended firing Mr. Dorn, saying his actions do not reflect the values of the company. Two decades ago, in those first days after September 11th, the nation was shattered. How could we move forward after something so devastating? As Lester reports, American resilience got us through. The country was in deep mourning, a terrible day in our nation's history of overwhelming collective grief. The mayor of New York City, Rudolph Giuliani. 
When would it be right to move on, to do what back then seemed to be unthinkable, to laugh again? Can we be funny? <laughs> Why start now? It was 18 days after the attacks. Chris Kattan was an SNL cast member. He says trying to be funny was seriously hard work. It was hard to write. It was hard to um, come up with funny ideas, especially topical ideas. Catan is part of a new documentary airing on Vice. Too soon, comedy after 9-11. So we were very careful that we, we didn't want to, you know, say things that could really bother people or hurt someone's feelings. I mean, it was a very sensitive time. The late night comics also won praise for their sensitive return to the air. The view from the south of Manhattan is now the Statue of Liberty. You can't beat that. We're not trying to make anybody forget. We're just trying to take their mind off it for a minute. You know, you watch this horrible carnage on television and I don't know, maybe a silly joke can help. It was as if the entire nation participated in a group therapy session. I just need to hear myself talk for a couple of minutes, and so um, that, that's what I'm going to do here. Six weeks after the attacks, New York City was ready for a big concert. It was a moving tribute to lives lost. A firefighter whose brother lost his life had this memorable message. In the spirit of the Irish people, Osama bin Laden, you can kiss my royal Irish ass. A minute-long standing ovation followed. Please welcome the President of the United States. For many, the great American pastime became a symbol of a resurgent nation. And we'll be back with more Inside Edition right after this. Next, the attack on America. The smoke is filling the entire area. Let's go! How Inside Edition covered that terrible day and destroyed by fire. One year later, Rachel Ray's home rising from the ashes. It has been a roller coaster ride. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Two big exclusives. Next, Inside Edition, Derek Chauvin's bodyguard. We had to worry about people throwing Molotov cocktails. Never before told revelations. The cloak and dagger operation to keep him alive. He was actually holed up here in a top secret location. Then, Gator Girl's first time back at work after the beast pulled her into the water. What was the biggest fear you had? Losing my arm. Next, Inside Edition. On the morning of September 11th, 2001, the Inside Edition morning meeting was underway. Then the planes hit the World Trade Center. We were there on the day that will live in infamy. Inside Edition's Matt Mahar was one of the first reporters on the scene. Hey, up 
big explosion has just occurred. Everyone is running from the entire financial district now. The smoke is filling the entire area. Let's go. Come on, go, Brad, go. Stop shooting, Brad, go. Cameraman Brad Waite captured moments never to be forgotten. Mayor, any idea how this happened? No, 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 not right now, not right now. Correspondent April Woodard was already there when she encountered Mayor Rudy Giuliani, who was getting his first look at the disaster. As you can see, there's debris all over. It looks like it's snowing out here in downtown Manhattan. Cameraman Steve Shapiro found himself in the midst of the chaos as day turned to night. Shapiro recorded scenes of utter devastation. It was almost apocalyptic. Everybody go down to the sub basement. He followed these desperate people as they sought safety in a bomb shelter. Come on, let's get in here. A filmmaker who was shooting plumes of smoke was pulled into a juice bar just as daylight turned to dark. Oh my God, you're right. Oh my God, you saved my life. Others hid in a deli. Unforgettable moments from one of America's most tragic days. We will always be proud of the work that our reporters and producers and camera crews did that day 20 years ago. And we'll be back with more Inside Edition after this. Still to come, destroyed by fire. One year later. Rachel Ray's home, rising from the ashes. It has been a roller coaster ride. Sound the gifting panic alarm. We've all been there. You need to find the perfect gift. You have absolutely zero ideas and you don't know where to start. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Just answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Imagine pages of artisan espresso mugs for the coffee connoisseur in your life. Or for the pickleballer, customized paddle covers in every shade imaginable. Etsy's got you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. One year ago, a terrible fire destroyed Rachel Ray's house, but now she's rebuilt and she's inviting our cameras in for a tour. One year after a devastating fire destroyed her house, Rachel Ray is back home. Um, it has been a, a uh, a roller coaster ride, quite honestly. Rachel and her husband, John Cusimano, have been rebuilding their upstate New York dream home. This is our house. I want to ask you about your rebuilding process. The rebuild is actually tougher than watching it burn for me because when I look at all of the white walls and empty spaces, you literally, your, your brain just starts plugging back in every single thing that was there. Last August, the lakeside house was engulfed in flames when an ember from the chimney fell on the roof. Working structure fire. It's an emotional and a physical rebuild, right? It's very physical. We lost 50 years of our lives. Like we lost, John lost all of his music charts that he had worked on for decades. I lost all of my journals and many of my letters and 
correspondence and uh, our books. Now Rachel is ready to put the devastating fire behind her, making new memories in her rebuilt house. We have so much to be grateful for. Indeed we do. The house tour will air on Monday as Rachel Ray kicks off this week's 16 season of her daytime talk show. When we come back, why a man is pushing a beverage cart more than 200 miles. Finally today, he's a flight attendant who was supposed to be on one of the doomed flights on 9-11. But thanks to a twist of fate, he took the day off instead. Now, Pauli Veneto is retired and honoring his fallen colleagues by pushing a beverage cart 220 miles all the way from Boston to New York. He says it's time the flight attendants who died that day get the recognition they deserve, and he hopes that his trek will achieve that. And if you lived in New York City area 20 years ago, you probably know someone who died. For 20 years on this day, I think of my son's hockey coach and my girlfriend's husband, both of whom didn't come home from work that day. I marvel at the amazing young man she's raised who didn't get to grow up knowing his dad. And I remember something that she said to me years ago. She said, you don't move on from a tragedy like this. She said, you move forward. So here's to moving forward in hopes that the loved ones are always remembered, that the right lessons have been learned, and that no one ever endures this kind of heartbreak again. That's Inside Edition. John Stewart here. Unbelievably exciting news. My new podcast, The Weekly Show. We're going to be talking about the uh, election, economics, ingredient to bread ratio on sandwiches. Listen to The Weekly Show with John Stewart wherever you get your podcasts.